we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 23rd day of December, the year of our Lord, 2021. I am Johnny Anderson, alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you doing today? Healthy and alive. Yeah. Yourself? Um, not a good day. No, not a good day. Custom Kitchen, the range goes out. You know, electric range, one of those induction ones. Range goes out. It just happened. I mean, what, what do you do? One, one, it was one of the, uh, one, the error code that it was throwing was like one of the fans inside of it or something. And uh, you're going to have to get one of the... Uh, manufacturers to get a repair contractor to come out and look at it and all that stuff. And you know what? Just go buy a new one. Called the local place that did it. They looked around, said, call you back. Okay. This is two days before Christmas. Where on earth are you going to get a new range, you know, cooking range to, and, and installed two days before Christmas? Just not possible. Guy calls back, says that he's got one in stock, not quite the same size, but they can make the adjustment. Said, okay, uh, that's great. How, how long is it going to take? I mean, is, you know, first of the year or something like that. And he says, no, we'll be there tomorrow. A local business. No, we'll be there tomorrow. Can you imagine going into a big box place, like a big box do-it-yourself store? Like uh, in America, you got Home Depot, Lowe's. Uh, here you got different places, but basically the same thing. You won't get that kind of service by the end of the year. Wouldn't be possible. You'd be lucky if you could get something from the first of the year to Easter. I mean, I know it's technically bad news because, you know, the, the hardware went out. But at the same time, it's good news because, as you said, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Get a new... Uh, get a new uh, range out of the deal. But uh, yeah, man, uh, not, not a good day. It was right right when I was getting ready to cook something to eat. And I used it this morning. It was fine. And then this evening, gone. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so uh, there there was that. But other than that, you know what? I'm, I'm bored. I, I'm bored because there's nothing going on. A couple of things here and there, but nothing major. Today's probably going to be an abbreviated one because you know what? Today's going to be our last podcast before Christmas. I know we said tomorrow, but everybody's already gone. All the all the main liners are gone. Everybody's everybody's out already, um, and we don't have anybody else coming back before Christmas. So we might as well just uh, might as well just call it done. Uh, and we'll be back with you after Christmas. But a um, couple of things to talk about today. Number one, uh, I tell you what, let's just start with this. Bruce, are you ready to be asked to stay home for Christmas this year by your family? Are you ready for that to happen? I mean, um, there, there's an element of convenience out of that. Uh, but then you miss out on all the food and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't, I don't see that happening. Are you sure? Because I mean, that might be the best option. Uh, and the reason I say that is because th this man, this, this bad actor, this, this Omicron variant, if you're not vaccinated, well, then you should probably just not show up for Christmas this year, uh, to, to the ones, I mean, you don't want to endanger those that have, that have been vaccinated. You, you don't want to endanger them. So I, I think, all things considered, for for your health uh, and for the health of everyone else that you would be protecting by not attending, I think that would be the best option. I mean, do, doesn't that make the most sense to you? Uh, sure. If this was Ebola, that would make sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This is an Ebola. Uh, in fact, Omicron is um, uh, what eighty percent less risk 
of being hospitalized and seventy mm-hmm. percent less for severe severe illness. Yeah, but this yeah. is this is the worst of the pandemic, as Gates said. Well, actually, he says mm-hmm. this is the worst so far, but there's worse coming. I'm I'm sorry. Explain to me how an eighty percent reduction in hospitalization is worse. Unless you're intending to kill people off with this, in which case, okay, your your statement about it being worse is true. Uh, but this is this is a cold, guys. This is like the common cold now, or a little bit worse than that. It's in between the cold and flu, basically. But I, I, well, again, you're glossing over the point here. I mean, Christmas, it's all about the holidays. The sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci was asked this question point blank as to whether or not you should ban your unvaccinated family members from the Christmas gathering this year. Listen to this. If someone in your family isn't vaccinated, should you ask them not to show up? Uh, Yes, I I would do that. I mean, I think we're dealing with a a serious enough situation right now that if there's an unvaccinated person, I would say, I'm very sorry, but not this time, maybe another time when this is all over. Yeah, see, I'm very sorry. Mm. Are you prepared to to get that speech, Bruce? Uh, Okay, first on that clip, uh, I would like a FOIA of all of his text messages to his family members, because I will I will bet what he's telling his family members if they're unvaccinated, not just just have a surplus of ivermectin, um, take your vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, you know, all that stuff. and just come on over. You knew that that was coming, though, right? You, you knew that, that that agenda was coming. I mean, when he said a few weeks ago, he said, no, nah, it's too early to tell, meaning you were going to get these messages right now. That's that's the message you were going to get was was exactly what he just said right there. But he's not the only one. He's not the only one that's, that's pushing that stuff and pushing that nonsense right before the holidays. Tony Blair, they've they've wheeled out Tony Blair to give a... Uh, to give a new statement about uh, uh, not getting vaccinated. Well, you know what? I'll just let him say it, because according to Tony Blair, if you're not vaccinated, well, you're just an idiot. Frankly, if, if, you, if you're not vaccinated at the moment and you're you're eligible and you've got no health reason for not being vaccinated, you're not just irresponsible. I mean, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that is, truthfully, you are. I mean, because this Omicron variant is so uh, contagious you know, if you're unvaccinated and you're in circulation, you're going to get it. Uh-huh. And and that's what's going to put, you know, that is going to put a lot of strain on the on, on the health service. I mean, almost half the people in the ICU are unvaccinated. And then it's really important. We, we Now, we shouldn't target these people who are unvaccinated in a heavy handed way, but we should be trying to go after them and persuade them. And you know, maybe all sorts of reasons, but honestly, it is in their own interest, never mind the public interest, for them to get vaccinated. And then yeah. finally, we've got to we've got to redouble the efforts to get vaccination out into the third world. The thing about that video that really stuck out to me, you notice when he was talking about the first part there, talking about how you're stupid for not taking the, the vaccine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, do you notice he was smiling a lot there? Of course he was. That's what he's been doing the whole time. He, Every time he tries to talk about yeah. something, he's been smiling about it. And then when he stumbles to say, uh, well, it, it's more contagious, hmm. you couldn't even, he couldn't even muster the courage to say it's more violent, it's more deadly, it's more dangerous. You know why? Because the fact checkers would come after him. Well, apart from the fact that he actually broke international law in what he said, when he says, we, we don't need to go after them with a heavy hand, but we do need to go after them to persuade them. Uh, that's called coercion, sir. That's a violation of the Nuremberg Code. I don't know if you're aware of that, but you just broke international law by saying that publicly, saying that you're and going to care. 
coerce people. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, of course they don't care. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm so I'm so tired. I, I'm actually I'm glad that this is the last one, so we can actually get a few days of respite from this. I, I'm looking to hold up <laughs> somewhere away from the COVID narrative for a few days, just to tell these people to just go away for a few days. Just get lost. Detroit Tigers baseball team. Detroit Tigers uh, coach. Kamara Barty dies at the age of 49 after collapsing while visiting family for the holidays. He was an engaged father of three, and he had no known health issues, and he just dropped dead. Gee, I wonder, could that have something to do with the fact that all major league ball clubs have vaccine mandates that they have to take? All players, coaches, staff, all the rest of it, they all have to take it? No, I'm sure that's got nothing to do with it. Nothing to see here, right? No, nothing to see here. He had no known health issues, and the cause of his death remains unknown. Former outfielder leaves behind his father, fiance, uh, and three children. The family is currently making funeral arrangements. He spent four seasons with the Tigers and the team and says his memory and spirit will never be forgotten. Uh, great sentiment, but yeah, you guys don't care. Um, I, 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 that's harsh. I, I'm at, at this point, I, I don't think any of them care because um, I'm willing to bet that's probably a vaccine death if uh, he had mm-hmm. no prior health conditions before then. Yep. Uh, and being a ball player, you're also, um, you know, in pretty good shape. And he was still in pretty good shape. I bet he was out there taking laps with the team and running and, and running plays and going through maneuvers and, and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was working out with the team, working out in the same facility. I mean, a guy like um, I know that you probably don't have any idea who this is, but I remember him as a kid uh, watching him play in Cincinnati. Uh, I was a Cincinnati Reds fan when I was a kid and uh, he played on Cincinnati Reds. Paul O'Neill. He later on went to play for the New York Yankees. And he later became, after he retired, he became a uh, an announcer for them. And he's at the, st- before all this COVID stuff, when I was still watching baseball, he was at the stadium, at Yankee Stadium, working out every day. That's what he would do. He was still in shape. A lot of those old ball players are still in shape when they quit playing. They'll stay with the team. They'll they'll uh, they'll go on to coaching or something, but they're still in shape because that's been their lifestyle. They can't just stop. I mean, major league sports stars don't just quit what they're doing and then go sit on the couch and eat potato chips for the rest of their lives. It's not in their nature. That's not what they do. They still try to stick to that regimen that they have of exercising, eating healthy, staying active as much as possible because they've been a professional sportsman all their lives. So I have no doubts that the guy was still active. And what have we been seeing in a lot of these uh, a lot of these sports stars? We just saw a video, uh, what was it, yesterday or day before yesterday of that Spanish basketball player collapsed right there on the uh, right there on the court. Unless there's a new uh, steroid or something that is... Uh flying under the radar and all athletes are taking it and there's an unknown heart uh complication you know side effect unless it's something like that there's only one other conclusion you can come to Mm -hmm. yep clearly clearly it's covid right yeah right yeah i've Mm -hmm. never known a respiratory virus to give you a heart attack uh well apparently well that's a that's a that's an omicron uh symptom I forgot. Right. I forgot. That's a that's right. a symptom of Omicron is yeah. is a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. And cardiac issues, of course. Uh, you mentioned the uh, uh, Omicron has an eighty percent lower risk of hospitalization. That's according to a new study. 
uh, that was put out by Bloomberg. Well, they reported on it. They didn't do the study, but um, they uh, they reported on it. South Africans contracting COVID-19 in the current, quote, fourth wave of infections are 80% less likely to be hospitalized if they catch the Omicron variant compared with other strains, according to a study released by the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. Funny. They seem to be ignoring that. I haven't heard that across the um, uh, across the mainstream media networks today of you. I, I haven't caught that. Haven't caught that at all. Instead, instead, on the mainstream media networks, what do you get? You get stuff like this. I think we're really just about to experience a viral blizzard. You heard infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm say that we're about to experience a, a viral blizzard. One expert now warns of viral blizzard. As the country braces for a viral blizzard. There will be a viral blizzard of COVID cases. The country is facing a viral blizzard. A COVID viral blizzard. A viral blizzard is about to hit the U.S. One infectious disease expert saying a, quote, viral blizzard is about to hit this country. Bruce, do you think we're about to experience a viral blizzard? I mean, no different than any other year. With hospitalizations down 80% due to this, quote, uh, deadly killer, whatever this thing is that they're all claiming that it is. Uh, I mean, Biden's ordered 500 million new tests that nobody knows what those are even going to test for. How are you going to detect this? Where, where's the isolation of Omicron? Hell, where's the isolation of Delta or even Alpha? I want to see it. I'm still waiting for that. I, I'm not saying that there wasn't uh, an initial release. I've never said that because there's something out there that's taking people for a ride. Bruce and I know somebody that just about died uh, from this. They thankfully got out of the hospital. Quite frankly, if they were in, if they were a U.S. citizen, they'd be dead yeah. after what they went through. Well, yeah, honestly, I think knowing this person, they're actually uh, really lucky. To, to pull Very through lucky. it uh, because lucky. of the uh, the they weren't given the proper treatments. Uh, when I say proper treatments, I mean like ivermectin and those mm-hmm. types of things. I spoke to that person when, when they were still in the hospital and I said, you should have been put on ivermectin immediately. And they said, what's that? And I explained it to them and they said, never heard of it. Doctors don't know anything about it. But instead, I think they know full well. Oh, about they it. know damn well what it is. They're doing. Yeah. They were doing tests on it. They were doing a study on it in the UK just last week. Oh no, we ran out. Sorry, we got to stop it. Uh, we can't uh-huh. use it anymore. Yeah, it's uh-huh. pennies. Sure. It's pennies. Do you see what the new play is in America? I heard it this morning. You know what the new play is in America for ivermectin? There's two things that are going on. One, they've jacked the price up at the pharmacies. Of course, you can't get it for COVID, but if you get it as a prescription for something else, such as another viral infection, like, for example, scabies, they prescribe ivermectin for that. That's the typical prescription for that uh, infection. But you're having you're having trouble getting that filled at pharmacies because pharmacists think that it's for COVID. And so they won't fill the prescription, even though it's for something else. But what are they doing? This is a medication that would cost pennies, literally pennies. It would cost a few dollars. And now all of the sudden, for a handful of three milligram dose pills, it'll cost you upwards of $400. All of a sudden, a drug that's off patent that they don't make any money off of, all of a sudden, it's just it's skyrocketed in price. And they're also working a deal right now between the FDA and the U.S. Postal Service to examine packages that might contain ivermectin and the yeah, that are coming in from outside of the country and they are to be seized and those stockpiles are to be destroyed. Evil. What other conclusion can you come to than this is evil? Ivermectin shows that it is highly effective at stopping or heavily reducing viral replication uh, when it comes to COVID-19. Well, the I, I would NIH. imagine it's probably any virus in general, but... The NIH. 
Fauci's own website even says that it is a recommended treatment for COVID-19. But since the FDA hasn't approved it for a treatment of COVID-19, then it's not eligible. Government's bad, okay? Government's e- I think you should change that. Government's evil, okay? You should change that. You, sh- you should really change that at this point, I think. Uh, this is breaking. Omicron is... Uh, up to 45% less likely to cause hospitalization than Delta. That's according to a major British study by Mr. Armageddon, Professor Neil Ferguson. Now, I thought, hold on a minute. I thought last week he said that Omicron was going to cause 5,000 deaths a day. This guy's got more flip-flops in his closet than Al Gore at his, at his Malibu mansion. Seems a bit low. They were, wasn't they, the U.S. saying they were going to see like 15,000 or something like that? Was it 15,000 a day, really? Yeah, I think it was like 15,000. That's insane. How, how on earth are they getting those kind of numbers? Well, it's the same with what he was saying when, when this first started out. We were going to have however many, I don't even remember how many millions he said it was in the beginning. That it was going to be, we were going to see what the Oh yeah, we're going to have 10, yeah, 10 million dead or whatever it was. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh no, Ferguson. No, 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 no. He said like twenty five million or or something like that. It, it was yeah. something yeah. something really out. There. Something crazy. Yeah. 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 Last topic on this, and then I, I want I want to get off of this stuff. I want to get over into the economy, and then we'll do a little bit of entertainment here because it's you know wrap up the end of the uh, end of the week here. And White House would mandate a vaccine. Um, well, there's really no way of getting around it. White House is open to mandating a vaccine passport for domestic travel if the impact is, quote, overwhelming, according to Jen Psaki. You can't do that. You, you can't ban interstate travel in the United States. You, you can't do that. That goes that falls under the Commerce Clause. So uh, how? OK, we, we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this over a year ago because this was something that was being weighed by the Trump administration anyway. OK. If you ban state-to-state travel in the United States, okay, let's just say that you're a federal government, uh, putting aside the fact that they can't do that in the first place. If you are a federal government that says, okay, we're going to ban domestic travel, you can't travel between uh, Oklahoma and Texas, right? We'll just take your, your your neck of the woods down there. You can't travel between Oklahoma and Texas, or you can't travel between Oklahoma and Colorado, right? So you're going to put borders up in between states now. First of all, you have to implement a papers, please system. Okay, the vaccine passports that has to go in and it has to be done nationally rather than a state to state basis. But they can't do it nationally because, look, we don't even have national ID cards in the United States because they're not actually legal to do so. You have that problem to to face. The second problem that you have, we're in the process of purging everyone from our armed forces in the United States, not to mention our government jobs, our DOD jobs, all of our contractor jobs. The police departments are in the process in the states of or or cities or municipalities, whatever, of mandating vaccines for their employees, their officers, or they aren't going to have a job. How are you jokers going to enforce that? It's a logistical nightmare. How are you going to do that? So I I don't I don't buy this uh, this Well, we're mulling over domestic passport travel. How? How? Unless you do it to the airlines. And, and the trains, that's the only way I can think of doing it for them. You're certainly not going to do it for road traffic. Yeah, there was like, uh, I just went over and, and kind of counted uh, the major roads between Texas and Oklahoma. This is just major roads, okay? There's uh-huh. roughly 25 just for the Oklahoma-Texas border. So you're saying that every state, if they, if they stop interstate travel, you're going to have to do that for every state, and you're going to have to block 
every single road to block interstate travel. They don't have the manpower to do it. There's no way. You can't do it. It's, there's no way. Unless you're doing some kind of automated checkpoint system. I mean, you might be able to do something like that that requires, uh, uh, you know, only certain people can travel through. Uh, so you got to have a, a computer chip or something implanted in you or some ID chip or something. National ID. That's the only way I could see them doing it. And what, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to... All it takes is one person to just plow through it and the system's busted. Like, I, I, if it's an automated system, you can you can break it and... and yeah, I, I can't see. I can't see them. I don't. I don't. I don't know how they would do it. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't play. It doesn't make any sense. As you said, no. Maybe airlines because they can. They can regulate the airlines and uh, trains. They, uh, by the way, they can't actually regulate the airlines. They just do it. Uh, the airlines yeah. are private companies, but they use their. Uh, they use their FAA excuse to say that well, the airlines have to do what we say. No. The airlines are private businesses. They can do whatever in the hell they damn please. Just none of them really have the testicular fortitude to do it. No. See, that's the problem is you don't have people with a spine that run these companies. A lot of them. Not saying that all of them are like that, but a lot of them. No, they don't. They don't have the, the what did you say? The uh, fortitude to stand up and yeah, say. Testicular fortitude, nah, yeah. No. Nah. Uh, go on with your wire brush <laughs> to the to the federal yeah. government. And I do want to apologize for that. Somebody pointed that out to me that uh, that went out. Uh, those those were supposed to be edited. <laughs> I do apologize. Uh, I know we are a family show and that was not tagged as explicit, but uh, those corrections have now been made. <laughs> so, for those of you that listened to that, if you're not signed up to us on our Telegram page, that's the kind of podcast you get on our Telegram exclusive. You, you got a treat. That wasn't supposed to go out on our regular platforms, uh, but it did. Uh, that was a minor oversight around here. Uh, so, yeah, but it has since been corrected. So if you already heard it, well, there's no way to take that back. But uh, you caught Bruce's real opinion on Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> yeah, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a little smidgen of my opinion of him. Yeah. But you get the idea. Yeah. Jen Psaki was asked the question, so why isn't a vaccination requirement for domestic travel part of the president's plan during this COVID surge? Psaki replied, well, that's a good question. I think it's one we get asked pretty frequently. Uh, really, I don't ever hear Peter Ducey asking that question. I would hear him asking the real questions that should be asked. Um, yeah. She says, it's because we know that masking can be and then she stops and she says, it's very effective on airplanes. That's a restriction we've also increased the fines on. So we know that people are wearing masks. More people are wearing masks. God, she's terrible. She she is absolutely terrible. You know that? But it doesn't work on planes. That's, no, that's they don't the, work at all. That's the caveat there. I got 400 the, the, studies the I can knock you upside the head with. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing about how planes are so safe is because they have a lot of filtration on those planes already. So they go through and purge contaminants in the air. Uh, so as far as environments, uh, that, that's probably one of the safer enclosed environments to be in. I still take the GP approach. I mean, you're, if you're we weren't in the it. middle of if we weren't in the middle of a plane, you know, being mandated to wear them, I agree. I would be. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I honestly I don't I don't blame uh, I don't blame him for doing that because, I mean, it's a 500 people going across the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> packed in there for seven hours. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, trust me, you, uh, you probably should be wearing, uh, you should be wearing the P 100s with the pink filters on them, to be quite honest. All right, let's get off of that. Bruce, let's talk about the, let's, let's talk a little bit about the economy. Food is not considered to be a uh, part of the inflationary measure these days. 
right? They don't consider that as uh, as inflation. Yeah, um, uh, I think specifically it's the meats. You know, so like your red meats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That that's one of the ones they don't they don't look at at all, mm-hmm. and they don't even really look at fuel prices either. Nope. I mean, nope, they they, they, they do kind of, but not not the way they used to back in like the eighties, for example. Yeah, well, we had a period of stagflation back then, and so they, of course, they they didn't really they didn't pay much mind to it. Uh, and th- well, of course, we had the big shortage uh, end of the seventies, mm-hmm. early part of the eighties. So they, well, they paid more attention to it back then. It was they did. Yeah, they they looked at your expenses and said, okay, if these they they measured more accurately um, inflation. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there's an excuse for all of this, uh, and there's a reason that food prices are are rising across not just the United States but across the Western world. Uh, and it's not it's not due to inflation. That much we know, because according to the Federal Reserve Bank, as long as you're not looking at uh, food, as long as you're not looking at uh, energy prices and things like that, well, th- then there's no inflation. Th- there's no inflation at all. In fact, they uh, they said that they got rid of the uh, uh, what'd you say they 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 changed uh, what inflation was last week? So it's it's it doesn't actually exist, isn't isn't that what they did? Basically, yeah. Um, they, they changed. God, when you look at the measurements and everything, um, they said our inflation is something like six percent or something like that is all it is. Not from where I'm sitting. That that's the thing is how is it only six percent when the biggest expense for for the average person is fuel and fuel is up like 50 some percent and food is up like 27 ish percent. And we're looking at how we're looking at another 50 percent increase of that over the next 12 yeah. months. How how is that? I, I, I don't I don't understand how that's not higher than six percent when the two main expenses that uh, somebody has on the day to day is up that high. Well, it's just it's how they change the metrics. It, we're we're living in a time now where they're literally changing the definition of everything right in front of our faces. No, I'm sorry. Just because you change the definition of something doesn't mean that that's not what it is. You can't just change the definition of something to fit a political agenda and and say that that's how it is. It's not. That is not reality. Yeah. That is not reality. And I will not accept it as such. I will not. And neither should anyone else. I I, I still remember what freaking booty gig. Excuse me, Buddha Judge was saying. I think he'll be the, the next transportation president. secretary. I think he'll be the next president. Uh, remember, yeah, if we don't get things. Remember, if we don't get things fixed. Yeah, Mm-mm. I think that the plays that they're making. You know how we were talking about Hillary, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of drifting off topic here, but it just since you brought that up, remember Buddha Judge or whatever his name is, Buddha Gig or what, whatever. He was named by Schwab as a young global leader. Remember that, which means he's a potential either line of secession or a candidate down the line. So if they can position him right now, if he does his job as the transportation secretary or whatever BS line they got him in now, if he can do his job there, and let's say Kamala, let's say the old man moves off to the funny farm and Kamala takes over, well, let's say that she brings Pete up as her vice and then she resigns. See what I mean? Yeah, I I can't see Kamala resigning or, or Biden, either of them. I, I don't. I don't either. But I mean, we've seen some. Cra- we've yeah. seen crazier things. Is my point. True. So I, I don't put that, it past them. I'm, I'm just. I'm working it out in my head. But anyway, like I said, I'm getting off topic here. I don't want to drift, and I need to be careful here because I don't want to step outside of the uh, the, the realm of not offending someone. So I, I don't want to offend anybody, and I certainly don't want to offend this person because insulting this person would be insulting indigenous peoples of America. 
<laughs> Senator Elizabeth Warren has said that skyrocketing food prices is not because of inflation. It's because of grocery conglomerates. That's the reason that it's so high. So you've got those greedy right. supermarkets. It's big business. That's yes, it's those, it's those greedy mm-hmm. people uh, that, mm-hmm. that in the large grocery store chains that, uh, that are causing this problem. I'm quoting here. She says, giant grocery store chains force high food prices onto American families while rewarding executives and investors with lavish bonuses and stock buybacks. I'm demanding they answer for putting corporate profits over consumers and workers during the pandemic. That was from her Twitter account on Monday. So here's the thing. If you're an executive, um, you know, talking about how they're making so much money and whatnot, if you're an executive and you're making billion dollar decisions and you get 1% commission, how much money do you like? They're going to be making boatloads of money. Yeah, that's yeah. So the fact that they're making tons of money, that's just the way business is now. Executives have always made tons of money. It's just businesses now are becoming so massive and the fact that our money is worth less now they're making a lot more money it's not like this is the 1970s and these guys are making billions of dollars i mean a thousand dollars now is what like a dollar a hundred years ago something like that yeah yeah roughly so um yeah that's that's stupid yeah it it's it's funny uh but we, we talk about elon musk here from time to time do you know how much he's paying in income taxes this year alone i'll give you a hint it's well, a, it's a record yeah he, he's he'll be the most taxed american in history uh-huh. uh even adjusted for inflation mm-hmm. uh but i'm i'm gonna guess it's it's greater than two dollars <laughs> it's it's greater than two dollars, and I, I understand what he says now about um, about Bernie Sanders when he says, "Dude, I keep forgetting you're still alive." <laughs> he's paying, and, and quite quite frankly, he's paying in taxes. Musk is paying in taxes just for the last fiscal year. He's paying in taxes this year more than Bernie Sanders has ever seen in his lifetime. Musk is paying thirteen billion dollars in taxes this year. Even more imagine? if they do the. If they do the, um, you have to pay taxes on all your assets. All if they the wealth do something tax, like yeah. that, it would be, yeah, the wealth yeah, tax. Yeah, it'd be even worse. So thirteen billion dollars. Can you imagine getting that bill from the IRS? Thirteen billion. I uh, well, I would use my wire brush line on them. <laughs> you would. You don't. Yeah, you, don't, you would. Uh, you don't need that money. You, no. You don't. Not even. Not even the fact that they don't need the money. You don't deserve it. See, in a business, right? If your employee is not doing their job, typically, what do you do to that employee? Fire immediately. Okay. So why is it we're giving, uh, not even, we're not even just giving the okay to the government. We're continuing to pay them while they're incapable of doing anything. You can't even make the argument that they can defend the country. Well, they can't even defend the borders. Afghanistan was, uh, well, a crap show as we've seen. We had uh, 14,000 American citizens that wanted to get out that couldn't get out because of the State Department uh, and because of the um, DOD. So I, I can't even I can't even make the argument that the government is in any sense of the word is doing its job. The only thing it's doing good at is taking taxes from people. That's it. If there's so why one are we thing continuing that, to pay them? Yeah, if there's one thing that the government does efficiently, it's it's tax people. I mean, they, they don't screw that up. Mm. So I'm, I'm, what would happen if we had millions of Americans that just decided, you know what, you're not doing your job, federal government, you get no tax, you, you get no, no tax money, nothing. 
I would I would really like to see that. You know, I, I've for years I've heard Pat Buchanan, former presidential candidate Pat Buchanan, for years I've I've heard him say that, and this is this is actually the truth. But try try not doing this and see what happens to you. There is no law on the books. There is no law that says that Americans have to pay federal income taxes. There's no law that says we have to do that. Exactly. We the, just do. So the 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 way the uh, the, the way the amendment is worded, uh, Congress has the ability to levy taxes. Yep. That's all they have the power to do. They don't have the power to enforce the payment thereof. So the fact that the IRS has any powers to even audit you is a breach of the Constitution. I actually think the IRS is unconstitutional to begin with, but I, I mean, agree. That's, that's just me. That, that's why I said I'd be more hated than Donald Trump if I were the president of the United States, because I would padlock the IRS yesterday. And I don't think I would find a single American that listens to us that would disagree with that. And I'm not talking about, um, well, we're going to phase it out. No, Jack, you're going to have your stuff packed by noon and you're not coming back after lunch. That door's going to be locked. So get your belongings and get your ass out of here. That's the IRS. That's what the IRS should be. Padlocked and shut down. I concur. You talk about and reparations. I'm, we've been hearing about. Re I'm sorry. We, I gotta say this. We, we've been talking yeah, about. We've been talking about this nonsense over the last what three to five years now about this reparations garbage. How about reparations from the United States government and the central banks doing their bidding on giving the American people, regardless of your color. How about you give us reparations on all the money you've stolen from us over the last hundred years? How about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good with that. I would also be good with. Uh, I don't know. Just um, bugger off. Like all the department, the IRS. I mean, there is so many departments. I went through the list. And uh, if you ever want a, a fun time and looking at all the departments the U.S. government has, um, I don't recommend using this as a source all the time, but just pull it up on Wikipedia and look at it and have fun scrolling. Your, your finger will tire out before you get done reading them all. You know, Wikipedia, th there is there is an element of truth to Wikipedia. Let me, let me explain. There, there is an element of truth to Wikipedia. Now, anybody can go on there and edit that. But the element of truth with Wikipedia comes in with how much money do you donate to them? You know, they always have the uh, the donation banner at the top. You know, oh, we need your help in the United States. We need mm -hmm. your help in, in the UK. We need your help in France. We're looking for X amount of money. And if you give to what it's how much you donate on whether or not they're going to actually verify what information you put up there. Now, if you put mm -hmm. up a, a Wikipedia page and you go in and, and edit that, then you're probably going to get a contact saying, hey, wait a minute, um, is this true? And then they're going to look at what contributions you've given them. Now, if you are somebody that the Wikipedia page is about, and I know somebody that's actually done this, if, if somebody that has a Wikipedia page about them, they found some things on there that were not true. And so they contacted Wikipedia, which Wikipedia is 900 people, by the way, if you didn't know. And that's that's what these kids today take as a source of, of truth. Well, so a few circles do nowadays. Oh, that's good. It's it's that, frowned upon now. So, well, we were talking yeah. we were talking to uh, to Brian up there in, in Sweden. We were talking to him once, and he was talking on a podcast here. He says if you do any kind of uh, academic paper or or report or anything like that in in schools or universities, if you list Wikipedia as a source, you're immediately failed. Like they they don't even they don't even entertain the idea of it. But anyway, nonetheless. I know somebody that has a Wikipedia page about them, and they went on there, and they, they didn't know that there was a Wikipedia page about them, but they found some things on there that were not true. 
And so they contacted Wikipedia and they said, okay, can you prove that this is you? And can you prove that the things that are being said about you are not true? And they were able to do that and they had it changed. So there are elements of Wikipedia that are true, but you have to be very, very careful at what you believe and what you read. Well, unless you're a conservative and you're a yes. public figure, in yes. which case you don't get the privilege of changing yes. those yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, truth and uh, uh, and conspiracy theories and falsehoods and all the rest of it, because, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's you find that stuff on Wikipedia, too. New Matrix movie's out. It's out today. Uh, Matrix Resurrection or whatever. And we were sitting here brainstorming in the beginning. And I, I kind of like the Matrix movies. It, it's it, Technically, if you think about it, it's, it's almost an allegory of where we are in the world today, if you think about it. And I thought they were really well done movies. Uh, they're they're pretty interesting to watch. But how are they gonna how are they gonna do these movies? How are they gonna do this? The the main guy Keanu Reeves, his character's dead. The woman that he ran with, she's dead. Lawrence Fishburne's not there as Morpheus. So how, how is this gonna work? You've got woke writers for the movie now. Uh, which, by the way, they've brought some of those actors back. They didn't bring Fishburne back, but they, they've got some of those uh, those actors that are coming back. They've got these writers for the movie that are <clears throat> woke, and they're talking about how the phrase red pill, right? Because you hear about that red pill. Well, if you take the red pill, then that's, that's, where that, that's where that analogy came from was that movie. Red pill, you're awake. Blue pill, you're back to sleep. Red pill, you're living in reality. Black pill, I, well, no, black pill is, is that the, what, which one is that? That's a, that, that the black pill is a new one that, I don't really know what the black pill because I'm not sure it depends what on is. who you ask. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, but we're sticking with red pill. Uh, red pill is, um, according to the the writers of the movie, it has been kidnapped by right wingers. I mean, it, it, it's kidnapped because that's literally what you portrayed in the movie. So, like, we're just using it as an analogy. So, the uh, one of the lead writers, uh, Alexander uh, Heyman and David Mitchell. Uh, admitted that they attempted to weave their personal political views into the film. They added that things like the red pill, blue pill trope or meme and how it was kidnapped by the right wing, the verb to red pill and so on. So one thing we're mindful of is how to reclaim that trope to renew the meaning of red pill, blue pill. Okay, if if they ended up making this movie, if they ended up making this movie about uh, wokeness and all of that, Uh and I hope it flops. Yeah, you know there there are certain movies that just shouldn't go too far, uh, and I think the uh, the three movies that they made that was enough. That that was that was really enough. And some people say that after the first one it was enough, but I thought the other two were pretty well done, and they they tried to stay within the realm of it. They didn't get. They, I mean, they did get a little out of control with it, but not too much. Not too much. They were still able to stay within the confines of what they were trying to uh, explain there, but. Nonetheless, uh, look, red pill, blue pill, make up your own mind. As a matter of fact, that's what the movie was all about in the first place. You have a choice, right? You, you have a choice. You take the blue pill, you stay in Wonderland, stay sucked into that smartphone, stay sucked into the uh, social media, stay sucked into that, uh, that mainstream media. Keep that face sucker you call a smartphone. Keep that on you. Stay in that world. Stay a zombie. Or you can take the red pill and you learn how deep the rabbit hole goes. And what did he say? All he's offering is the truth, nothing more. But there's the door. You're the one that has to decide to walk through it. All right, uh, that's going to be it for us before the Christmas holiday. So uh, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. We will be putting out some things on Christmas Day. We will be putting out our uh, Room 101 compilations. So uh, those are going to be our... uh... (laughs) 
I guess our reality shows more or less. Uh, so give those a uh, give those a listen. Uh, those are a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing those. Uh, and laugh along with us if you want to give us a listen on Christmas Day. Uh, we know that you all will be spending a lot of time with your families. And from myself or Bruce and for everyone else here, we want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas to you and your families. Merry Christmas. <laughs>